Good evening, Aston Villa fans. Welcome to the Villa Forever podcast. I am your host, Chad Williams. Before we get started, if you're new to this channel, please hit subscribe and you can follow me on all audio platforms as well. This evening, I'm joined by my two guests, John Blevins, who is my uncle, and my friend Ben Clark, who is a Labour Party councillor for Milnicott in Tamworth. Both of these guys have been on the show before. That They are both very passionate Aston Villa fans. I'll be doing the pre-match talk show just before kickoff. It's a 5.45pm kickoff and it's another big European night. I said Altmar take on Aston Villa in the UEFA Conference League. I'm really excited for this game. So first of all, guys, how are you? After you, John. Yeah, okay. Chad, no problem. Yeah, it's been a year since Eli Emery took over. What a difference he's made. I think he's done a great job, you know, more than even I expected. Uh, you know, he's really raised the game, and as I said before, he's very humble. He's a, a, a lovely man, you know what I mean, individual. Absolutely. I mean, the team now, you know, compare it to when Gerard was was uh, was the manager. It's it's, it's unrecognisable. The the progress they made, they've come on leaps and bounds, and it's it's a really good time to be a Villa fan. Because that's it, genius. Good to think like like last season, it worked with the same players. He's done absolute wonders for this football club. And also, I like the trust he gives the players as well. I mean, the personal development for, for each of the players, you look at, um, you know, Dougie's always been a really good player, but you look at him now and he's he's up there with some of the best midfielders in the league and, and that's down to, you know, his sort of guidance and, and how he man manages. It's it's fantastic. Because, you know, Emery is, is an elite coach, I think. I mean, obviously, you've got, like, you got Pep Guardiola, then you've got Jurgen Klopp, but apart from that, I think Pep Guardiola... Unai Emery is definitely up there. Yeah, I think he was sort of unfairly. Five. Sorry, Gwanjo. No, no, I was just saying, I think he's in the top five, in my view. In my view. Go on, I think you're going to mention Arsenal now, aren't you? Yeah, I was just about to say, I think he was unfairly assessed at his, uh, during his time at Arsenal. I think it was a really tough tough gig to take over from Arsene Wenger. Then you've seen him do it at Sevilla and, and Villarreal, and, and now the Villa, hopefully, you know, if he's in full on term. Can you look at his proven track record? Because he's won like four Europa leagues. Yeah, I think he got and he got unfair criticism at Arsenal. Yeah, it was almost an impossible act. It's similar with Moyes and, and Sir Alex Ferguson over at Man United. It was it's impossible to follow on from from someone who's been in the club that long. It was it was an impossible task. But he still did really well with them. He got them to a, a European Cup final. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they're all set in their, their own ways, aren't they? These clubs, you know. And I mean, he must have found it difficult to come to the villa, but he seems to have fitted in with his team and everything really, really well. Yeah. Well, before I get more into the talk, Chef, I'm using my platform to spread awareness of Duchenne skin dish effect, which is a very cruel disease. But let, let's all please help spread awareness. And over the last few weeks, I've been doing different stages of Duchenne. And the information that you'll see is at the bottom of the screen. This week, I'm doing stage four, ages 13 plus. So if, if, you, if you could keep spreading the word for me as well. No, no problem. No, yeah, thank you very much. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to talk about the West Ham guy. It was absolutely amazing. It was a special day to be at Villa Park. Thank you, scroll down a little bit. So I'll start with you first, Uncle John. What are your thoughts from our 4 1 victory against West Ham? But it's obviously a good uh, good result after you know the statistics as well. I mean, I, I, I listened to Dave Moyes before the game, and he, you know, he was he was told about the stats. You know, they've been beating the Villa over the years, and how successful he'd been. And I was a little bit cagey then, you know, with things because not that I, I think stats are always right, but you're always going, oh no, it's going to happen. But, but now the Villa really played well, and I was I was well chuffed. Uh, there was a little period about ten minutes where I was a bit concerned, but I think you're going to get that in any match. You know, when teams come back, and it was a lucky goal from, uh, you know, their, their, their forward Bowen. Um, but no, no, I'm really impressed. Uh, yeah, I'm fully, I'm fully involved <laughs> during the game. Nobody can talk to me. You know, and I didn't swear occasionally, and that's sort of thing gets told up, and that's, that's part of the enjoyment. Uh, I think, yeah. Because they completely pulled apart West Ham. Because I'm getting said that's not not the Brighton game a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was nice to see Conza getting that ball and then he'd be taken down because he works his guts out, you know, for the Villa. Uh, I'd like to see him score. But there's a few others that, no, no, they all played really well. You know, they're working as a team. I like that. Because yeah, once again, it's another impressive home performance. We've now won 11 home games in a row, which is an absolutely incredible record. But what I like about Unai Emery is nine Villa Park, a fortress. We are definitely showing the big teams we mean business. And we can compete with, with, at that level as well. I think what Unai has given this team is a sort of an air of control over games. And we are a really difficult team to play now. Um, and you, you see in the development of the players and, you know, I'm really happy that Ollie's hit this vein of form, you know, scoring an absolute rocket against West Ham. Absolutely thrilled for him. And let's just hope he uh, can carry on and hit that 20 mark at the end of the season. I mean, that goal was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Look, he gave Ariana no chance. No, he didn't quite. Like, West Ham attacked. Then Villa just went up the other end and scored. Yeah, he didn't really show. Um, I think it was it Ogbonna marking him. He didn't really show, get past him. He just yeah. um, showed him the uh, the one side and, and absolutely 
hammered it into the uh, the top corner. I've got to say that their goal, what a fluke that was. <laughs> I don't see those yeah, going in for the Villa. Is it looking deflection? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, the worst time, the last couple of seasons, they've scored quite a few of those lucky deflections. I remember the one um, from Yarmolenko, uh, last game of the season when we stayed up. Oh, it yeah. Was a, it was a similar one. It just went over Pepe Reina. It seems like a, a long time ago now. Well, not to that as well. We, we, we passed the ball excellently. I really like we were playing very exciting brand of football. And I think a lot of the Aston Villa fans really appreciate it. But also, we, we're playing a real good team. Because that they're, they're, they're a Europa League team. I mean, but not all Yeah, yeah, good, good team. But you, you, well, you would have seen that the miss that uh, Ali had, I think um, somebody passed it into him close in the, in the box and he just turned, he just went past the post. Now, before I'd have said, oh, Ali, you know, you know, he should have scored, which he should have scored, but you know he's going to get another chance and he's going to do it. You know, so, um, I don't know, it's fine. Because even the Watkins doesn't score, he contributes well off the ball and on the ball. So even at the times he don't score, he's always getting assists. What I like about him as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Ollie doesn't have to be scoring goals to be contributing in this Villa team, and that's what's really nice to see. Oh. I think with Watkins, once he scores one, he's in a goal scoring streak then. I say he had a, a slow, a bit of a slow start to the season, but he's he's hit this vein of form, and let's hope he can carry it on because yeah, he's going to be crit- any sort of chance of us getting into the Champions League this year is going to rest on on his shoulders and how he performs this season. Because do, do you see his interview after the game? Yeah, he said that like, his goal is also to get in the England squad for that for that Euro squad. So I think if he keeps doing that, he'll definitely get in that squad. Absolutely. I think um, the way he's performing, he definitely deserves a, a spot. And he, he got given his chance um, the other week and, and he scored for England as well, which was fantastic to see. You know, you can see how much it meant to him. Um, so long may it continue. Also, Uncle John, did you see on Sky Sports, Dean Smith was in the punditry? Yeah, it was great to see him there, wasn't it? And he got a great yeah. reception at Villa Park. Yeah, great. yeah and he, was, he was relaxed, wasn't he? Yeah, he was relaxed and... You know, easy going. So no, no. So it was actually quite emotional um, to see Dean and Uno together on the uh, on the telly, and, and when Uno went up to me and thanked him as well this for sure all the work counts. he did. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, if you look at the spine of our team, a lot of them are Dean Smith signings, and yeah. you know he's got an eye for talent, and Uno has allowed allowed these players to progress to that to that next level. Um, so yeah, it was, it was actually quite emotional to see them together, um, and a lot of, lot of time for Dean Smith. We wouldn't be where where we are without him. Does it go with Dean Smith? He got us into that Premier League. He was at the start of all that journey. Yeah, absolutely. It all started with him and, and the work he did in that first season to keep us up, you know, by the skin of our teeth. But he got us there and, you know, we've built from there. Yeah, but going back to Watkins, apart from Erling Haaland, I think he's actually the best stalker in the Premier League. If you look at like, his record, like his goals and assists, 
I wouldn't disagree with you, uh, Chad, at all. I mean, I've heard the pundits now talking about him being the number two for Harry Kane, you know, uh, like the backup sort of thing for Harry Kane in yeah. case injuries and that. I think that's a great way for him to be. Great position, you know, great play. Yeah. I don't know whether 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 he's the best striker in the league besides Haaland, but I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of competition there. But would I want another another striker in that Villa team at the moment? I don't think so, because I think he fits Unai's system so perfectly. Um, it's not so much the team being built around him, but like as we said before, when he, even if he's not scoring, he's contributing so much to games. So I think he is the perfect Aston Villa striker for how the team is at the moment. Does it? Is all a deal? Because, because really, in the, you can't really find. Better strikers, it's, you can't spend millions and millions. You bet, I mean, especially with one option fair play. It's best just, just keep what you got. And, you know, Emery, he's a lot of trust in Watkins as well. I think he goes back as well. I think we have to tip our hat to Dean for getting him on, on such a good deal. You know, looking with the benefit of hindsight, what an absolute bargain he was. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you were saying, Chad, about Unai and, uh, and Watkins, when you think about Danny Ings, and he was a good player, but, you know, uh, Unai was uh, quite happy to let him go. You know what I mean? Because um, you know, he had a plan, plan, I think, Unai, Emery. Right, yeah. He's going to be my nine striker, and I'm going to play him. Yeah, it certainly raised a few eyebrows when Ings was let go, um, but... You know, in Emery, in uh, in Emery, we trust. We trust, I suppose. You know, it's paid off. We'll go on to the next question. I will ask you this question, Ben. Do you think Martinez in that game, making fantastic saves, contributed to us winning the game? Absolutely. Um, he shows it every game. He, he saves us so many points. Um, one of the one of the best signings of my lifetime, probably the best the best goalkeeper I've seen at the Villa in my lifetime is his distribution, his stature, his his antics on on the pitch. It just it, it makes you love him, and you, you I'm so glad that we got him at the Villa because you wouldn't want to play against him. He's uh, I, I certainly wouldn't want to take a penalty against him because he's so off putting. Because we're lucky that we've got the best goalkeeper in the world. Agreed. He's, he's absolute class. Well, I think definitely, if it wasn't for his size, it might have been a different game because uh, he made about four good saves or something like that. Five. And and that's not rare for him. That that can happen. You know, it happens most games. Is he'll pull off an absolute stunning save. And that's not saying the defense isn't there. So, you know, we're playing really, we're playing world class teams. They're going to get some shots away, and he saves us a lot of points and, and wins us a lot of games. Because what I like about his qualities as well, I like his calm presence, which gives the defenders in front of him confidence. Yeah. And also Martinez with the ball at his feet. He's very good playing it out from the back. Because in the beginning, a lot of fans didn't like that style of play. But what you're going to do is you've got to be patient with it. Yeah, and I think it's incredibly noticeable when Martinez isn't in that lineup. It's incredibly noticeable. Yeah. Uh, the confidence he gives that back for, and one of the things I love about him is the way he winds up the opposition. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he's, and he does not like his time wasting tactics. Anything for the win, like fair play to him. 
Well, then that's the next question. I'll ask you this to Uncle John. Who was your player of the match? Officially, it went to Douglas the ways, but who do you think? Oh, it's hard, isn't it? I, I mean, Tamara did a lot of work. You know, you did, you, 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 there's a hell of a lot of work with Louise. But, you know, it's a great partnership there. Um, and comes with, again, there's an end of the back foot. Um, I suppose with um, Louise scoring two goals, putting away the penalty, you know, so confident with him. I'm quite happy him taking the protect penalty now. Uh, I think the rest of the team is as well. And there's a lot of people running off the ball. Yeah. You know, um, doing a hell of a lot of work. Medina, I didn't think he did it. Didn't play a particularly good game. And then he passed that ball to Watkins on his own. And the Watkins, you know, Watkins never even thought twice. He just washed it into the goal, in the goal. You know what I mean? And you think, oh, great. But uh, no, I'll go for Doug. I'll go for the deal. Yeah, I'll say Douglas the ways as well. Because he's, he's an absolute magician. Because he's a, he's a midfield maestro. Because I think of that double pivot that we play, he completely bossed the midfield. Because he was dictating the play of the game. And he has excellent vision. Which really helps take, take control in the midfield. I mean, he's that good. I, I was a bit surprised... Um when they uh, interviewed uh, Unai after the game, and he said a little bit about that he wasn't happy with uh, Douglas Louise uh, about him sort of going off the ball a little bit. I didn't think he caught us, and I, I wondered what he meant, you know. But, oh, um, yeah, I think I did hear a little bit of that, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think he demanded a little bit more, but I think he's a great yeah. player. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He has to be getting that Brazil squad. I think that's a sign of Unai's um, high standards, though. You know, these players are, are performing eight, nines out of tens every home game. He wants them hitting nine and a half, ten out of ten, yeah. which is, yeah. you know, I think I agree with um, what you were saying, John. That, that it's the uh, the sort of dirty work. It's the work that doesn't get noticed by Kamara that allows Douglas to do his sort of, you know, play his style like the flare way, um, and you know his composure on the ball. But I'd agree. Um, I'd agree for him to be the uh, the man of the match. But I'm also really happy that that Leon Bailey got that. I thought it was an incredible goal. Um, it was a rocket that was. And I, I love Leon Bailey. I know he gets a lot of sticks sometimes, but I think when he's on, he's he's absolutely on. And I think the in, the introduction of Musa Diaby is is unlocked the, the Bailey that we we, we thought we were going to sign that that wasn't quite there those first two seasons. And I think we're starting to see what he's really like. Does it good? good. I mean, the Brazilian international it really shows like the strength and depth we've got in the squad as well. Yeah, because those two holding positions doesn't always have to be Dougie and Kamara. I mean, I've seen McGinn go in there. You got Tielemans. Um, Tielemans, yeah, doesn't play as much now, but last season Dendonka did a, a decent job. So there's, it's not, it's not just those two, and I think it's a testament to the, the system that Uno has implemented. Well, I'll ask you this question, Uncle John. Uh, do you think Douglas Louise is Aston's best number six since Gareth Barry? I can see a little bit of the comparison. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd, I'd go for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, how many years has he been there at the Villa? Has he been? Oh, if it's since 2019, it's about 
four years. Four years, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd say, uh, yeah, without a doubt, at the moment, it's the best that I can remember. I mean, you know, you forget all the players that, just, that did a different job, and it's a different type of football now as well. So, um, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with him. I, I'm hoping we'll keep him, you know what I mean, in the future. A few more years and see him blossom even more. So, because I, I still think he's got a lot to do, you know, with his skill and everything. Because he reminds you of Gareth Barry in some ways. I think it's really his composure when he takes penalties and he has good quality on the ball. Mm. Also, he's got precise passing accuracy. Yeah. And he's not trying to get stuck in. That's it, he gets he's stuck clever. in, gets the tackles. Yeah. He's clever, he's clever the way he uses his body sometimes, you know what I mean? But that, that, that's the name of the game, that's it. That's the way it is, you know. I think he's slowly becoming a master in controlled aggression. Mm. Um, yeah. and that, you know, makes an absolute asset sitting in front of that defence. Because you watch the game with Douglas the ways when he was pinging passes across the pitch. It really shows how much he's developed. Yeah, and he makes it look effortless as well. And he's seeing things on the pitch that I'm not even identifying when I'm watching the watching the game. So that's when you, you know, he knows where someone's going to be before they've even got there, which is the sign of a of a great midfielder. Well, before we carry on, I want to tell you something. What Ben did a few weeks ago, Ben took part. He took part in the Villa Park big sleep park. And he raised money for homeless charities and other charities in the area, which is, which is a great thing to do, Ben. So yeah, what was it, was, it like? Can you talk me through what the experience was like? Yeah, it was it was a fantastic experience. So it was um, my, uh, my colleague Lewis and I, we, we'd signed up um, to do this uh, this project for the, the Aston Villa Foundation. Um, so this is where we, we slept in the, in the concourse of the Trinity Road overnight. Um, to raise money, um, and between us, we raised about three hundred quid, and that contributed to the oh, overall that's total. Amazing. Well done. Thank you. Uh, and the overall total of the night was um, eleven thousand pounds, which is fantastic. Um, the the focus for the for the foundation this year is on food parcels and been getting them to young people across the West Midlands, um, because you know with things like the cost of living crisis still going on. Um, those those kinds of things will be a lifeline to, to the to the vulnerable people who, who need them. Um, but the, but the night in, the night itself it was it was cold. Um, we were sleeping on uh, sleeping on a bit of cardboard. Uh, Ian Taylor uh, he turned up and did a Q and A and oh, he well, well, slept well, out with us. Yeah, it was really interesting uh, listening to listening to him talk. And there was a, a couple of funny questions in the Q and A. Um, yeah, it was ironically, it was one of the best nights of sleep I've had in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to start sleeping at Villa Park more, but um, yeah, I just um, I would like to say thank you to the team at the Aston Villa Foundation for putting it on because they stayed out as well and you know they were providing us with tea and coffee and they were running all the events. I've got to thank Lewis as well for uh, for, for doing the sleep out with me. Um, yeah, we made it into a bit of a laugh. And thanks to all those who were able to support. I know the money's going to a, a fantastic cause. And if anyone's thinking about doing it next year, absolutely do. It's, uh, it's a fantastic experience. You meet some really good people. It really shows how hard it is for homeless people. I mean, sleeping out in the cold as well. 
Yeah, I think it's that's the really point is to, to be able to empathise and, it, you know, it, it wasn't too bad. It was quite warm in the day, but when that sun goes down, you know, there isn't, the, you know, there is a chill and it drops very quickly. Well done, Ben. Well done. Yeah, thanks, John. Well, I'm going to get into the big European night now. And we'll be kicking off at 5.45. So I'll ask you this question, Ben. What do you expect from the ISN out now tonight? Um, I expect a challenge. Um, they're doing quite well in the Eredivisie. I think they're two, two or three points off PSV, are they? The second, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're not. They're doing really well. I think we've got to look out for. Um, I think it's Pavlidis, the Greek striker. I think he's got fourteen goals in fifteen appearances. Very clinical. So it, it, this isn't going to be a walk in the park, and it's at their place as well. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a formidable, formidable atmosphere. Um, so we've got to we've got to play a strong side and and you know carry on the work that we did at West Ham. I'm hope I, I think we'll get a three-one win and I'll tip Bailey for a goal as well with the, just from that absolute stunner against against West Ham. And with the way the group stands at the minute, I think everyone's a group E. Everyone's on three points and similar goal difference. So let's uh, let's start getting ahead after a, a slow start in Europe. Let's let's start getting a bit of momentum and and kicking on. Because also, I was looking at, at the eyes of Art Marty. The, that's the Japanese right back. Saguara is supposed to be very good as well. Yeah. And I noticed they've got the old Brighton keeper, haven't they? Matt Ryan. And he, he, it's cracking for Brighton. But he's, a, he's, a good, he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah. So it's, but no, by no means, going to be a walk in the park. I mean, we must, you know, treat these guys with respect and play a strong it's team. Not, it's not a naked Warsaw guy. Yeah. But you, you can't underestimate these teams. He's in no. Europe. Absolutely. I think it's been said everybody on the side points has really leveled it up now because they're playing at home. So the pressure's on them to come out and, and, and win the game. You know, that could be adventurous, advantageous for the villa, like, and that. You know, I, 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 I don't for us to win, you know, but it's going to be a good game, I think. So, Dirk, you should scroll up the notes a little bit. Like, if you give you a word. Yeah, because I think, like, like, I think the, the group, like, it's going to be tough. But yeah, like you said, Ben, it's going to be a hostile atmosphere. Yep. But I think a, a draw wouldn't be a disaster. But ideally, though, we could do be winning the game. But I think we should have enough quality to win the game, I think. I'm always excited by the European fixtures because it's often a chance to see John Duran in action, and and I love him. I think he's going to be a, a fantastic striker. I love watching. Do you reminds me a little bit of Christian Benteke. Absolutely, you know he's big, he's fast, and and that goal, that volley he scored was just incredible. Yeah. To have the confidence to do that at his age is, yeah, incredible. So I, I do hope he gets a bit of game time tonight. I don't know if he'll start, but um, I hope he gets some game time. And also, I think Leon Bayern, you might start tonight. Yeah, I've tipped him for a goal. Because you know his pace. I think he's, he's ideal to have away from home. Absolutely. I think he's uh, I think he, he's one of those players that can wind up the opposition. So if they're going out um, and trying to get this win because it's on home soil, Leon Bailey is one that can get in behind and hopefully nick, a, nick an early goal. Yeah, Uncle John, uh, do you think we should play our strongest team tonight? 
I'm sort of. Uh, I don't know whether there's a play that the side that he uh, normally picks for the European games. Maybe one or two extra first team players in there, and then let's see how it goes. And uh, you know, let's take it from there. Um, I, I, I'm a fan of Duran as well. I think he's great. I like the way he's skillful both feet. He, he doesn't mind backing into people and this and that, and taking them out. Uh, and he's going to go a long way, I'm sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I, I think, uh, I don't know, what do we got about another hour and a quarter till the team news is out? You know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see uh, you know, who's, in the, who's in their lineup. Because so it's in the window of time. We we haven't we haven't won a trophy. I like I like to see us win a trophy. Because mm. I think the year I was born, we lost won a trophy in '96. So I really think we should take this competition seriously. Yeah. I'm going to use a word that uh, Uno uses a lot. I think that's their objective. He likes saying the objective, you know. Objective, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, hopefully. I think on Kutch, yeah. if you're getting the uh, the Intertoto Cup in 2004, was it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. But well, at least that, that was something. Just, just got in. Just got in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I, I think tonight I'll probably expect a few changes. To be honest with you, I won't make too many changes. Not even like just two. But, but Ben, do you think we'll go with a, a bat three tonight? Or do you think we'll go um, with um, a bat four? I would hope we'd stick with the back four, but um, I'm not going to complain if they go with the back three. Um, I'd certainly like to see Tielemans be given a run, like with all the what, what's been going on in the media. You know, I try not to take too much notice of it. Um, let's just, if you know, if he, if he wants to start, let's give him that chance and hope he, he takes it by the scruff of the neck. And you know, he's got an eye for a long range goal, so let's hope we see one of them tonight from him if he plays. Because he, he could go with longer, like, and maybe you might be able to see Diego Carlos. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we've seen Longley play too much since he's come. So, and I think he's a player who's got European experience from his time at Spurs and, and at Barcelona. So, yeah, back back three. But it might be it'd be interesting to to see what he does. Well, before we get, well, I'm going to get more in, like, into it about Ice and Altmar. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of their players. Let me just mention Matt Ryan. He's an Australian goalkeeper. He used to play for Brighton. Also, the Netherlands international. Bruno Martins Indy. He's the captain. You've got Jordi Classe, who is a former Southampton player. And at the moment, he's got quite a few assists for Isen Altmar. And also, they've got quite a good winger. Ruben Van Bommel, who is the son of of Mark Van Bommel, who is his dad. And he played for the Dutch international team. And if you remember, he played in the 2010 World Cup final in South Africa. So they've got a few players for us to worry about. Absolutely, and I think, like as I said before, that Pavlidis fourteen goals in fifteen appearances in any league is in any top European league is is not to be sniffed at. Like you know, that's you know, keep an eye on him. 
I, I think West Ham are looking at him, you know, maybe signing him for yeah. the international. And uh, but did they get to the semi-final last year? One of the yeah, European something like that. One of the tournaments. Yeah, so you know, yeah, a good game. Oh, yeah, looking for. I think we're just about win. I think as long as we can cope with the hostile atmosphere. I think in this game, not not the regular Warsaw game, we need to have better control of the ball. Plus, plus, as Ben said, and I've only just thought of it, we've got Martinez in goal, hopefully, and he'll be winding them up. You know what I mean? He likes doing his dances in front of the fans. (laughs) The thing is, I mean, I can't believe Arsenal let him go. No. Their loss is our game. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I'll tell both of you, both of you some interesting facts about Isaac Outmouth. Okay, their nickname. They've got quite a funny nickname. The, the Cheese Farmers. Yeah. <laughs> it's memorable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what they won a Eric Davies in 1981 and 2009. And also, Uncle John, this is an interesting fact for you. In, in 1981, in the UEFA Cup final, I said lost against Ipswich Town back in the final in 1991. You know, I think I remember that, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's which time we're a decent side then. Dust, dust, we're no good. Mm-hmm. I'm rude to say, but that was before my time. Sorry. Yeah, before <laughs> mine as well. <laughs> Go on, get in, lads. Get in. <laughs> but also, over the, the years, I said Altmar, they've had some, like, Different managers over the years. But if you remember Dick Afrikat, yeah, they've had Ronald Koeman, who's the ex Barcelona yeah. Southampton manager, then also Louis Van Gaal, who yeah. also used to manage Man United. Some good ones there. So they've got a bit of pedigree as well, haven't they, Altmar? Yeah, they have. I mean, they're nice good quality managers there. Did, did I read that the ground only holds 19,000? Yeah, yeah, it's only a small ground, but yeah, 19,000. Right. Right. But if you're on the outside, I saw a picture. It looks quite like a nice stadium. Right. I remember from our time in the championship, though, sometimes playing at the smaller grounds is where you got the fiercest, the fiercest atmosphere. Because um, it's almost like a, a claustrophobia type thing, so it'd be it'd be amazing to be there. Um, absolutely jealous. Some of my mates have got got to go over, but yeah. But also, they're not really a very old football club. They was founded in nineteen sixty-seven, mm-hmm. so they've only been going for about maybe fifty-six years, mm-hmm. something like that. Just before well, my time. So. Yeah, before your time as well, yeah. <laughs> 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 
But yeah, I'll keep I'm, I'm, I'm going to get us both of you. What, what are your score predictions for tonight and the looting game? After you, John. Right, I've gone for I've gone for three one both ways. The Villa win. Good choice. What are you going for, Ben? Uh, I'll go three one for the uh, for the Outmar game, and I'm going to have Bailey to Bailey to score as well. And if we play like we did against West Ham against Luton, I think we'll batter them. I think we're in for another five or six. Maybe wishful thinking, but no, no, I hope so. Hope you're right. I think it's been a part yeah. now. It's a fortress. Yeah. And what do you think, Chad? Uh, well, I went for for tonight's guy. I'm going to go for a two-one win. I think we'll get. I think we'll get the job done tonight. And then against Luton, we're going to go four-nil Villa. Who that. knows? We, we won't be in the Champions League places. If you definitely, I mean, if you win, probably one more at least, maybe in there. Yeah. So I'm going to ask both of you the last question now. Do you think we'll get in the Champions League places this season? I think that's really hard to tell at the moment. Um, we, all, we all really want to get there. Um, I think Ali summed it up perfectly in his post-match interview at West Ham. It's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. So if we can maintain this standard of football throughout the season, I think we'll have no problem if, if qualifying for the Champions League. Um, but it's also important to mention that it's going to be harder for us getting in that top four than it was for Newcastle last season because we've got um, Thursday night football this year. They didn't have that when they when they qualified. Um, but I, th I think we've got it enough. So if we can maintain this level and hopefully stay injury free and have a good January, I think it's I think it's doable. Do you, what do you think, Uncle John? I don't think the same as Ben. I think it's doable. I think we're a quarter of the way of the season now. I look. A quarter of the season done. We've got uh, Tottenham in November. That'll be an interesting one. And then we've got a couple of hard games uh, in December. I think it's yeah. Man City and the Arsenal. Uh, yeah, by Christmas time, I think I'll be, uh, you know, with injuries. I mean, you know, um, I, I think it's a good a good shot. Yeah, I think we've got a chance. Because what it would be, I think we play Man City and Arsenal. That would be the big test. I mean, mm. if we can beat them, then we know where we're at then. Yeah. I think Tottenham, though, you know, in November, that'll be a good test. If they can keep I'm, I'm Tottenham, yeah. 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 Tottenham would be dark horses this season. I've got a lot of time for mm. Ange Postacoglu. Well, Ben, am I right to say that uh, Champions League could be top five? Top because top. I think about what you might change. Oh, I haven't come across that. Some, some sort of rules, yeah, I've heard it? that, Chad. Yeah, I've, been, I've, heard oh, it, right. yeah. I've heard it. Yeah, there's a new change in the format, I think. But it's more games or more teams. Well, it, is. it depends, I think, what happens with like, the Cups, not the FA Cup, and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that's the case, then we will do it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I mean, there's no reason why not. But Newcastle did. There's no, there's no reason why we, we can't be there. I think it'd be a greater achievement if we do it because we've got. That's how we've already got the European football. Newcastle had a, had a clean, you know, just the league last year. So sorry, Jungle. 
No, 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 then I'm forgetting, you know, January, we've got the new signings, possibilities. I mean, I don't know who's going to, but I've no doubt they'll have been looking uh, the Villa to strengthen the side, you know, and it'd be interesting. So, no, I, I think we have a good chance. So, let's not forget, we've got Marino to come back. We've got Jacob Ramsey to come back as well. I think we really missed Mings and Buendia, but we've coped really well with those injuries. And also, it helps having Unai Emery, who's a pure genius. Absolutely. He's a bit like he's like a professor. Yeah, he's he's absolutely left his mark on this team, and you see it. You know, you compare it to to those. You know, this time, well, not this time last year, minus a few months, and yeah, yeah the difference is night and day. Mm. Well, before we finish off the podcast, I've got one live comment, so I'm going to read a comment out. So we've got Matty Boy up the villa. Get up the villa, mate. Up the villa. Up the villa. Well, okay, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you, everyone, for watching. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a like, share and subscribe to my channel. Remember to keep your post notifications turned on. Also, let me know your thoughts in the comment section below. Thank you very much, Uncle John and Ben, for your time. The last thing that is left to say. He's up the villa. The villa. The villa. Thanks, Chair.